Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. God bless you. This is Reverend Essie from New Birth Ministries coming at you, hopefully with a wonderful, wonderful word that somebody's going to need to hear today. God loves his children, and he speaks to us in different ways. Amen. May somebody be led to the cross of Jesus Christ and shoot on my shake today. Hallelujah. God gave us another Sunday, woke us up. Woke us up this morning. That next breath you're about to take is his, so praise him and thank him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. People say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in that God stuff. Well, give him his air back. Amen. <laughs> hey, God bless you. Thanks for coming on. And um, I just want to talk to you about a little something, something today. Uh, may the Lord bless you with victory, wit, wealth, success, Wisdom, love, joy, patience, virtue, grace, support, that's important, support, money, wisdom, that's important, health, amen, abundance, greatness, positivity, and prosperity, hallelujah, many, many blessings, I'm sending many, many blessings to you and yours and all those who have been praying, sending blessings to you too, hang in there. I just heard a song, in fact, a wonderful song. And it's funny that song came on um, because Brother Marlon was playing it from Pittsburgh. And I was talking to my son earlier, and I told you know, we're, going, we're talking to one another about certain things. And I told my son, I said, look, before you hang up, i got to say something to you. And I told Jared, I said, God's got it. And the funniest thing, Brother Marlon played on Whammo in Pittsburgh, played God's got it. It couldn't have been a half an hour later. So I'm telling you today, amen, <laughs> hallelujah, guess what? No matter what's happening to you, God's got it. He sees it. He knows what you're going through. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you ever experienced, um, well, let's call it shadowing in your life, okay, where everything you do seems to be mimicked, mocked, and outed, so to speak, and your privacy seems null and void. Have any of you ever been through this? I feel like I'm speaking to somebody out there. God is good. For some reason, everything that you do seems to attract odd characters more than those who can somehow really help you. Have you ever been through that? Those who offer absolutely nothing to your life but like a vampire, they're always around somehow to see what you say or what you do. They show up before anybody else has a chance to. It almost seems as though they are the flies on the wall watching everything that you say and do. Have you ever been through that? You can't breathe or live without somehow being announced in a mocking type of way. When you go around various places or make your presence online, you somehow just know <laughs> that they're going to be there and quickly, right? They latch on to you. And you want to know something? If you don't watch, others will think that you're like them as well. They'll think that you're like this person. If you're not careful, you could become a bad influence to others with this person latched on to you. This is why God tells us to be careful who we um, hook ourselves up with, okay? Could that be their intention to make you look like a bad influence? Hallelujah, Jesus reigns, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ reigns, and you can't get into heaven without him. There's so many people that are trying, you just can't do it. Amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads in reverence for the Lord, creator of all things, and pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for accepting us into the body of Christ. Thank you for accepting us as your children and taking care of us. God, we know you got this. Amen. No matter what is happening to people, no matter what we're going through, you we you are going to cause us to win regardless. We just have to hang in there and believe. Father God, for those that don't have strong faith, we ask that you give them strong faith today. And for those that are going through so much that they don't know how much more they can take, Give them that extra spoon of energy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That would be their 
spiritual electrolytes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless each and every person that's listening to this. Bless your households and bless their, all the ministries are out there um, doing your will, doing your work today, trying to get people saved and telling people about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Bless each and every one, no matter how they're doing it, whether they have uh, doctorates or, or BAs or whatever, however they're doing it. They've never been heard before. Hallelujah. Let your Holy Spirit bless them to say what is needed to be said for people to understand you. Use me, Rok HaKadosh. Use me, Holy Spirit of the Most High God. Use me. If you can use anybody, you could use me. Hallelujah. Use me to speak your word to people. I want to be your willing vessel. If it doesn't come out through you, from you, then it's just blubber, blubberish. So use me. Give me your dunamis power in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You know, you hear so many people praying and preaching, and sometimes you're like, okay, I'm listening to you preach, but where is the spirit? Amen. Where is the spirit? I'm hearing about you. I'm hearing about your blessings and your Cadillacs and your family, and but what's in it for me? Amen. God, I came because I know God got a word for me, and I know God wants to use me. Can you mentor me, or can you not? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Let's go to um, turn your swords to Acts chapter 16. All right. Acts chapter 16. And I will read just a few passages, just a few um, scripture. Okay. And start with uh, verse 16. Now, we know that Paul and Silas was going around with their ministry, okay, and they were telling people about the Lord. They were preaching the good news, which is what we're supposed to do. We're not talking about the the news on TV, okay, about everybody dying, houses burning, and boats turning over, and car wrecks, okay. You know, you got to be careful with what, what goes in your ear gates and your eye gates. Well, they're preaching the good news. Okay, telling people about the kingdom. And if you notice up in uh, verse 13, or even sitting down, it says on the Sabbath, we went out by the city of Riverside where prayer was wont to be made, and they needed prayer, and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. So they told that yes, they talked to women too. For all these people that don't believe women should be, women's the lowly one, and, and they shouldn't be included in anything, you're not doing and say, or thinking the way the apostles and disciples did, okay? Let's go to verse 16. It says, and it came to pass, and in their, in, while they're doing their ministry, this is what happens, okay? This is an in, incident, okay? Um, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain as we went to prayer, remember that when you're when you're getting deep and getting into your what you do, okay. Here's what happens: a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Okay, so they are not doing their ministry, they're doing their thing, doing God's thing. We'll put it that way, okay. And there's always seems to be that shadowing, so to speak, shadowing spirit. Did you ever notice that every time you're trying, don't ever think you're going to do some kind of ministry without some kind of evil spirit trying to stop you or hinder you. I call it the shadowing spirit. Okay, um, but that's just one of the names. It, it, you know, shadow, it means to follow and observe someone closely and securely to be a counterpart of someone like in a ministry, okay, that's a positive look at it. It says to accompany someone in their daily activities in order to, quote, unquote, gain experience or insight into a job. But shadowing can also be a type of mimicry. And this is what we have going on here. Okay, let's continue to read. It says, the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these are the men, are the servants, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. These are the men, and she had to continue to say this, and that we're talking about an evil spirit, a possessed, it says a damsel possessed with, with the spirit of divination. Isn't that something? Now, how is she going 
announce the men of God? How can a devil announce? What what right does the devil think he has to announce the person that God is using? Like God can't do that himself? These are this, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. She kept saying it and saying it and saying it. Now it says that she was a damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. Okay, which is when when you see that in the Bible, it means that it's the practice of seeing knowledge of the future by this supernatural means. Supernatural means. It, 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 it's uh, a shadowing spirit is people who follow you ignorantly. Okay, like today, online, okay, this is 2018. We'll, we'll, we'll speak it this way, 2018 words, okay? Online, there's something called trolls. You've heard of a troll. It's a person who just trolls you and trolls you and trolls you. When we were little kids, we learned about trolls. They were what? They were mean, green, bumps all over their face and their body and stuff, nasty-looking, red eyes or whatever, living under a bridge. And every time you crossed the bridge, you had to run into them, right? <laughs> you know, you just couldn't cross the bridge in peace, right? Okay, she had supernatural knowledge, which is demonic knowledge, of who Paul and Silas were. So this lets you know, in case you've been going through some things yourself, they know who you are, Okay. You don't have to prove yourself or anything. There will be somebody somewhere in your life that is going to know who you are, whether they announce it, admit it, or not, which means you automatically, when you become a child of God, you automatically have some type of anointing on you, and them devils know it, or they would. Did you ever, look, you know, did you ever have uh, anything you try to do? You try to have peace, somebody around you gets loud or noisy. That's a devil. You try to pray, somebody starts to moan. Or, or In a church, I've actually heard preachers begin to pray, and I've heard other people begin to speak in tongues, okay, uh, should we say quote-unquote, speak in tongues while the preacher's praying. He is invoking the Holy Spirit. He's bringing the Holy Spirit on so that he can preach. How, how is he, who is this person to decide they're just going to speak in, did they not read the, 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 the New Testament about speaking in tongues? The, the, the time, time their time, look, these people have weird timing. You will know it. I don't care how much you love them, how much you know them, or whatever, their timing is strange. They follow you ignorantly, and they have precise timing. Okay? She made money for her masters, and it says she made money for her masters. Let's say, let's read verse 18. It says, and and this did she many days. Can, can you, look, doesn't say how many. Can you imagine this woman doing this for two weeks as they're walking around trying to, you know, preach the good news? Every time you try somebody, this is for somebody. Every time you try to preach the good news, or every time you try to be positive and help somebody, somebody else is going to get in the way. So be careful who that third wheel is. Okay. She did as many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit. Now, notice it didn't say to the woman, because that wasn't the woman that was doing it. Be careful what you wish on other people. That's why Jesus told us to pray for our enemies because it is not that flesh and blood. It's not that person. It's the the uh, spirit, evil spirit that is in that person. Paul was smart. He had been with Jesus. He knew. Jesus rebuked spirits. Okay? Like when, he, when Jesus rebuked uh, Peter, he rebuked Peter. He rebuked the spirit that was using Peter. Okay? I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it says, and he came out that same hour. Notice it didn't say, okay, everything is not instantaneous. Okay, like they said, the book of Mark, Mark wrote everything instantaneously, everything, and it came to pass, it came to pass, it came. Mark's book is real quick, real fast. If you read it, you'll see. He wrote everything real fast. Everything's not instantaneous. Okay, there, hence we have four books. 
choose one, amen, choose them all if you can, amen, hallelujah. You know, he looked at he and he looked, he said, come out of her. He commanded. It didn't say he asked. You know, there's too many people going around saying, please, devil, leave me alone. Please, please, don't please nothing. You don't ask him. You tell him. If you have something going on, look, if you believe that God gave you the power, whatever you have going on in your life, you have power over that thing. Amen. And verse 19, it says, and when her master saw that, notice masters, slave, get it? Obviously, she wasn't her own self. Oh, I can go into that real deep. She sold her soul. For money. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto their rulers. Okay, so first of all, um, now we're talking about there are slaves. You know yourself. You've heard it. You've seen it most likely. There are people who become slaves for money. I'm not talking about trying to help people get money. I'm talking about slaves for money. Greed, the spirit of greed comes into them. They want more and more and more. So what they do, they're bought out. They sell their souls. That's why you see a lot of these entertainers and stuff um, on TV or whatever in the news, and, and they have uh, various personalities, and they name them. What do you think they're naming? My name is Esther Rochelle Scott. My name is not um, Susie the Furious Warrior. <laughs> you got a name. When you were born, your parents gave you a name. Whether you like it or not, amen, they sell themselves out. And, and, and they allow these spirits into them, and this is what happened to this woman. And somewhere, somebody is making money off of them. And giving them their portion, they are a slave, okay? You see it happening to singers and actors and politicians and magicians and fortune tellers. And get this, people pay money to call a psychic, psychics. And, and isn't it funny that they, they can't find a missing child, but they can tell you what your husband or your wife is going to look like in the future? Find these missing people. Amen? Find out who is hindering the telephones and the airwaves of the United States. You know so much. Find out who wants to hurt one of our leaders. Tell us. You know so much. There's always for something uh, less important, I'll say. Amen? Nothing that you can do, there's nothing that you can do that will get by these people, okay? It's a mocking spirit. She alerted people, overshadowing, so to speak, undermining, undermining their purpose. Did you ever have somebody come into your life and, and totally undermine your purpose? They might seem sweet and, and kind and lovely and wonderful, and then you find out they're not on your side at all. Okay? She was overshadowing their ministry, undermining their ministry. Okay? You d look, we don't need a devil to announce God's servants. Oh, my. Oh, that'll go another way. <laughs> There are many of them out there announcing God's servants, and God did not call them to do that at all. That's a word to somebody. And you got to be very, very careful of who you are talking to. Look, look up in the, let's see, let's go to Acts 19.15. I want to read something to you. Acts 19.15. And it says, I want to start with, um, 13, it says, then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Okay, they're not saying it out of their own faith. They're saying it because they're repeating. They think if, if they repeat these incantations, they repeat these, these incantations or, or, or repeat Jesus' name or, or Paul, the Jesus that Paul preached about, okay, that was their mistake, Okay. 
And verse 14 says, And there were seven sons, uh, one of Sceva, Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And an evil spirit answered and said, Watch this. This is what I want to tell you if you're not sure what you're doing. It said, Jesus I know and Paul I know. But who are you? But who are you? See, they recognize experience. They know whether you've studied to show yourself approved. They know whether or not you know God's word. They know whether or not you believe God's word, Eve. Get it? Somebody will get that tomorrow. Don't change God's word. They can tell. They can tell fear. You know, I was watching this video online the other day where this elephant was charging this guy who had people behind him. He was leading people through the safari and everything, you know. And this huge elephant started to charge him. And the guy just stood there calmly. You can see it, you can see it in, in the video. The guy just stood there calmly. So the elephant stopped. And, and he stopped real hard. And dirt went flying all over the place. And the guy didn't move. So the elephant tried it again. He charged him again. He came up a little closer. And the guy just stood there. Not feared, no hair raising up on his arms or anything. And sooner or later, the elephant turned around and walked away. He knew who he was. And the guy had no fear. See, your enemy can tell whether or not you're afraid of them. Your enemy can, and look. Fear and faith cannot exist in the same space. Either you have faith in God or you are afraid of your future. You're afraid of what's going to happen. You don't trust. See, it's all about trust. You don't trust that God's going to help you or do something for you. Yeah, they say, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> you know? Um, so they recognize experienced ministers, Right? So don't criticize those who seem constantly buffeted. You ever see a – I've seen it happen before in life, and, and, you know, sometimes I've had it happen to me many times. You know, when you're a believer and you want to do the best you can for the Lord and you're out there doing your ministry and, and leading people to the cross, and, and there's always going to be somebody who is going to – there's a something. There's always that evil spirit that buffets people. Okay, and I, I always use this, this uh, example like Bruce Lee. They said there was an evil spirit that buffeted Bruce Lee, and they claimed that's what caused his death. And, you know, this is what happens to people. You can literally have something that follows you all around. Whatever address you get, I don't care where you move, whatever address you get, whatever husband you get, whatever girlfriend you get, whatever you get in your life, whatever job you get, whatever car you get, there's going to be something that is going to buffet you. Amen. So. And then there's people. that's why people can't criticize. Those preachers are out there, and they say, oh, man, I know Reverend so-and-so. Reverend so-and-so is a quack. Did you ever listen to him? Did you ever listen to her? Oh, my, my, honey, that person couldn't lead me to the to, to a, you know. And, and then and they talk smack on people. Be careful of that because they just may be recognized. That, that minister you're making fun of, that minister and preacher you're making fun of, they just could be recognized. And they're being buffeted. And then you have people out there laughing at them, saying they're nothing and they're no good. And they don't realize that's a sign. Sometimes when a preacher or ministry is being buffeted, that's a sign. Oh, my God. That's a sign to let you know that they're doing something good for God or the devil wouldn't buffet them. He wouldn't be bothered. Hey, hey, Satan doesn't mess with people that belongs to him already. Right? Anywho. After many days, Paul was grieved, and he rebuked her in Jesus Christ's name. Use his name. You're privileged to do so. You're allowed to do it. Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Would the Holy Spirit not use Jesus' name? Amen. You could use Yeshua HaMashiach, his real Jewish name, Hebrew name, or Jesus the Christ, which we call him throughout the years, and the name changed. Well, you know, there's arguments about that, too. What's in your heart? What do you believe? Amen. He had Paul and Silas, they had perseverance and long suffering. And, you know, this is to the people that buffet God's people. Don't get excited. 
if we let you get away with something for a while, and sometimes you could get away with something for a long time, a couple of years. Some of you may have heard that before, but God's going to get you. Amen. God's going to get you. You might think you're really hurting us. You might go, oh, we got them crying. Look, see, they're crying. Yeah, we got We're almost done. We're almost there. Yeah, you keep thinking that. Keep thinking that. God fights our battles. Notice when we were reading, let me see, verse um, verse 18, okay, Acts 16, and go back to verse 18. It says, and this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And then notice the end of the sentence. It says, and he came, and he came out of he came out the same hour. The same hour. Might have took 59 minutes. You know, don't think you're cute because you have 59 minutes to mess with me. Amen? And, and this is what the enemy does. Like, for instance, I knew somebody kept getting their tires flattened. This went on for a couple of years. Every time, every car they got, you know, and the, the tires are flat. You know, every, every, every time they went somewhere, if they forgot to put the, the car in the garage, they wake up in the morning, tires flat. And what was happening was it was just a mocking spirit. It was just an evil trolling spirit. They were letting the air out of the tire. They wasn't really slashing it. They were just letting it just to be ignorant, just to um, aggravate. This went on for years. But every, no matter what car they got, they always end up with flat tires. But sooner or later, guess what happened? Well, so, I'll just say it this way. <laughs> Forgive me, Father. Um, something happened to them where they will never, never flatten the tire Again, okay, well, but God will get you, and I'm not saying in a devastating way, but God will get you will stop flattening people's tires, amen, okay, like I said, fifty nine minutes later, they was done, so in the spirit fifty nine minutes later it might take a while, but he came out of that girl, he came out of her, and so the masters took them to prison, okay. And notice when when it says the, he came out of her the self same hour. Uh, notice Paul didn't argue. He didn't spit and scream and yell and jump up and down and throw holy water at him. And it, yet her, you know, should we say? Hey, there's no argument. God wins, or He doesn't in your life. Just like I was telling you about the elephant. You know, do you, are you going to run because the elephant's charging? If I'm telling you, if you run, he got you. And the crows and the buzzards will eat you. Fear leads to sin and death. Stand there and show who is boss. And, you know, I heard somebody say one time, and we really don't understand it when we hear people say this, but it's true. You've got to have stupid faith, crazy faith, outrageous faith, you know? You have to have that God God loves people, he trusts people, believes people who have that type of faith in him. If God if you're getting ready to go to a, an appointment with your friend, okay, in the morning, and the sun is shining and it's eighty degrees outside, beautiful outside, but God showed you it's gonna rain. Are you gonna take an umbrella? Or are you going to doubt it and say, oh, it's gorgeous. I don't need that umbrella. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to rain. Amen? Okay, use Jesus' name. Use his power. The Holy Spirit is in you. He had perseverance, and Paul had long-suffering. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, verse, verse 19. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they took them to court. Her master saw that, that her boss saw that she had lost her alleged talent, shall we say it that way, and took Paul and Silas to court, to the magistrates. Didn't God say whenever you get in front of the magistrates, don't worry about what you're going to say. I will give you the words. Don't ever worry about when somebody takes you to court, when somebody uh, files charges against you or whatever, don't worry about what you're going to say if, if you're innocent. God's going to help you. Out of you to get you out of that situation, enlighten that situation that's going to blow your mind. I'll let God do the heavy work. 
Too many of us try to do it ourselves. Amen? But, you know, so here she is. She's suing for damages, wage loss, <laughs> pain and suffering, outstanding medical bills, loss of life's pleasures, and future wages, loss and bills, and however, whatever, ETC. She's taking away. You ever have somebody do it to you? They sue you for something, and they're suing. Loss of life, pleasure. She can't make money. She can't do what she allegedly loves. You know, people get into that mess, and they say they love it. This is my talent. I love this, and they and they know good and well they're miserable, and they know there is a God, and God exists, and they continue to do that mess, thinking that you're trying to fool people into thinking they're happy. And every time you see a picture of somebody in a magazine or online, you can see the misery in their face. They're not happy, but they signed a contract in blood and sometimes made a sacrifice to get there, and they're st- they think they're stuck because their faith in God is low, horrible, and that little teeny weeny bit is not going to do it. You can't walk the fence. Okay, so in verse 20, and brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. Uh-oh, there you go. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> Amen. See, these Jews, these men being Jews, they're making it sound like a slang word or something. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all know we get a slang word for, there's a slang word for every race. Think about it. There's a slang term for, for every race. And in your mind, you could probably think of them some right now, but I refuse to speak them out loud and give them glory, so to speak. I'm not going to give them their time. These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. Okay, notice they're saying Romans. They're talking about how they are Romans, okay? To slander. They're slandering Paul and Silas. Okay? They're saying our personal fun and entertainment is ruined now because of them. Okay? <laughs> it's, it's, so don't think all entertainment is my Jews. That's to somebody out there. Okay? <laughs> you know, you hear it. You hear it. So all of it is not my Jews. Okay? Verse 24. Okay? And it says, um, who, having received such charge, thrust them into inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks? Okay, there's many false accusations placed on Paul and Silas. And they were physically, who else was? Jesus. They were physically beaten and cast into prison and watched over. And, you know, Christians are treated so horribly, just like David said. There's always something, you know, for what cause? For what cause is this happening to me? You know? And they, 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 they were so angry with them over this, this demonic filled woman, not only did they put them in the jail, wasn't that bad enough? They had to put their feet in stocks. You know what this is a sign of? Ooh, thank you, Jesus. This is a sign of how the enemy will hinder your walk, so to speak, if you let him. There are, in fact, Paul and Silas didn't even let them. The enemy hindered their walk. Out of hatred and jealousy. Okay, verse 25. Verse 25 says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. But if you're in jail with your feet and stocks, are you going to sing? <laughs> Where's your mind? Where's your heart? Are you going to sing? Do you trust God? And this is a message to some of you out there. Whatever you're going through, your 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 walk may be hindered. Your talk may be hindered. You may be put in stocks, but do you still trust God? Though he slay me? Some of y'all know that one? All right. Do you still trust God? They fretted not for their lives or situation, but they praised God instead. They were examples to the prisoners. Are you an example to other people in your situation? Are you an example? Those of you that are on different types of um, drugs, 
Did you let it go? Did you become free? Are you an example to other people? No matter what you're going through in your life, be an example for God. Yes, I have a problem with drinking coffee four times a day, but I still tell people about the Lord. (laughs) Are you an example to other people? Or did you allow it to take you down to a lower place? You know, I was watching this movie called Get Out, which was a very, very good movie, by the way. Um, Not to pull a plug for him, you know, to plug him. And and this guy was being hypnotized. He was was sitting in a chair, and this woman kept hypnotizing him. And every time she hypnotized him, he saw himself falling down further and further and further into this dark black hole. Is that what we allow to happen to us? When we get in bad situations, do we make it worse? Did you ever go through something in your life where you feel, okay, there was a time where I would feel something heavy coming down on me, not heavy but dark. You could almost see it starting from the head and coming down like somebody just threw a cover over you. And I would go into a depression. I would cry for, what, two or three days or whatever, and woe is me, and why does this always happen to me? I can't do I can never do anything right. And you want to know something? I read the Word. I got strong. I waxed. Stronger in the word, as the word says about Jesus. Amen. Read the word, you get stronger, you start believing. Wait, wait a minute, wait. My God is awesome. He can beat all this. You know, so now, and I, I tell you the truth, sometimes whenever that thing tries to come down over me, whatever, it feels like it's dropping out the sky. And as soon as I feel something dark try to come down over me, I rebuke that thing in the name of Yeshua. I'm going to shake Jesus Christ. I'm not playing. I don't like you. I don't want you. You don't own me. Get away from me. I have power over you. How dare you think you're going to try to take over me? And this is how you should talk. Some of you, that's good. see, I just, God just showed it to me. That was for somebody. Somebody out there is allowing this mess to come down, drop over you like a sheet, and you walk around like a ghost on Halloween. Bind that devil in Yeshua HaMashiach's name and do just like your big brother Jesus and sending to dry places. If you read the word, when Jesus bound something, when Jesus rebuked a devil, he's sending to dry places. You, Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. That was for somebody. God enjoyed their praises so much that he sent a great earthquake. Watch it. Look, watch, look what he did for them. God sent an earthquake to prove This is for me. This is mine. This is none of your business. I could get rid of you if I want to. Your house, your furniture, your children, your dog, your horse, your swimming pool. Leave my children alone. Okay? He said a great earthquake and loosened the foundation of the prison. What, what is a prison if there's no foundation? What is a house if there's no foundation? Oh, well, there's some people that build houses with no foundation. And I heard recently in the last few years they're having problems. Amen? You know, when when a, a tornado or something comes, they have nowhere to go. They can't run and hide downstairs. God says he comes, he shows up and shows out. And he's letting them know. Nobody can hold me or my children down. Stop it now. God not only freed Paul and Silas, but he freed, watch this, <laughs> watch this. God will not only free you, but he will free the people around you in the same situation if you allow him to. Where's that at? Let me see, let me see, verse, um, okay, and let me see. Let me see where I want. God is so good. Verse um, 25, and it says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed, saying, Praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were, watch this, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone, everyone, everyone's bands were loosed. Everybody was forgiven. God gets the last word. No magistrate, no judge, no cop. So what's up with all of these, you know, people of authority beating folks and killing folks? God gets the last. They're supposed to, you know, 
every God likes things done decently and in order. And it says, verse 27, and the keeper of the prison um, awaked out of his sleep and saw the prison doors open, and you can only imagine how he felt, and, and, and he drew a sword and was getting ready to kill himself. He was supposing that the prisoners had fled. He thought they got loose. Can you imagine how this man felt? The jail guard was going to commit suicide until Paul and Silas stopped him. And Paul cried out with a loud voice and said, do thyself no harm, for we are all we're here. And then he called for light and sprang in and came trembling. He, he knew something serious had happened. Your enemies will know when something serious has happened to them because of the way they treat you. Oh, my God. I had somebody knock on my door and apologize and say they almost died because of the way they treated me. And I wouldn't tell you that on this radio show if I wasn't telling the truth because God holds me accountable. I had somebody literally knock on my door and apologize for the way they treated me. It had to be 15 years earlier, and they said they almost died, and God showed them. God showed them that it was because of the way they treated me. Now, that's what they told me, okay? If it's a lie, what I didn't tell it, <laughs> okay? And this is what happens. See, they will see they've done. They will fear God because of what they tried to do to you. Verse 30. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? This experience, when you have experience in the power of God, it will cause people to get saved. When the power of God shows up and shows out, people will get saved. And I'm not necessarily talking about signs per se. I'm just talking about the man who could, I mean, God, not even man, the God who created everything, the creator of the universe. When he shows up, people are like, whoa, this is real. Your prison experience could cause someone else to be saved along with you. Don't try to go it alone. And verse 35, and the keeper of the prison Told this saying to Paul, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. They couldn't wait. The magistrates were like, go. We've got to build this prison all over again because of you. Just look, look what you've done. You broke our foundation. We've got to rebuild. Now, isn't that what sinners always say? Oh, mm. Anyhow, you know, they always say, we will rebuild. No, how about repent? I mean, even for, even for America, even for countries, when something happens to a country, when, when you go through something so devastating, stop saying we will rebuild. Say we repent and then we will rebuild according to God's specs and not our own. This is a, if my people who are called by my name, we're supposed to be a, a Christian nation, shall humble themselves. And pray, hallelujah, my God, my God, we have to, re where, where did repent go? We have multi, mega, big, huge churches. We have preachers with wonderful charisma and character and, 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 and everything's everything and everybody's all happy and soft and sweet. And, and, but where is repent? Where did it go? You know, we live nowadays like we don't have to repent, right? Stop. You have to repent. The magistrates wanted to free them, but Paul refused. Paul said unto them, he said, they've beaten us openly and, and um, uh, uncondemned, being Romans. See, they didn't even know they were Romans. See, your enemy will mess with you so bad they don't even know who you are. They, they don't even realize that they have messed with a child of God. And he said, being Romans, and have cast us in, and now do they thrust us out privately? And, and, and he said, no, verily, but let them come themselves and fetch us out. And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared. The magistrates are scared now because they freed them, but Paul wouldn't go. Can you imagine? He wouldn't go. They were, they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. Amen? 
they were ashamed of what they did to them, to Paul and his people, because they were they too were Roman citizens. Injustice. Sometimes people can have so much injustice that they go against their own and don't even realize they're doing it. They think that everybody else in the bushel is rotten like them. Well, if anything, you get rid of the rotten ones, and the only way you can make some good cobbler is if you use the good ones. See, there's good and bad everywhere. Stop saying that, you know, um, you know, black people are bad. Stop saying that white people are bad, you know, and, and Irish people have tempers and, you know, Italians. And it, stop, stop. Everybody, let's stop the madness. There is good and bad. There's good whites, bad whites, good blacks, bad blacks, good Jews, bad Jews. Like I said, all Jews didn't, you know, don't work in Hollywood. Okay? You know? There are some who want to follow their big brother Jesus. There are some who are learning about following their big brother. Hey, there's good and bad in every color, as they say. The magistrates let them out. And the enemy was ashamed at the end for taking up for demons in the beginning. Started out, remember, if you remember, they started out taking up for him. When they took him to jail, they started out taking up for him. In verse 19 and 20, remember? Okay, and they put him in jail. Remember, said, no, you can't do that to our demons. Mm-hmm. That'll preach again. That's another subject. You can't do that to our demons. Get out. Go to jail. They started out taking up for the demons. And, and after that earthquake, they were like, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. That earthquake got them demons beat. I don't know who you serve, but y'all got to go because you just tore up our foundation. You just tore up our stuff. And you know what? If you believe that you have that kind of power, if you believe that God will send an earthquake to scare your enemies, then you have crazy faith. You have awesome losing sleep. Okay? Stop losing sleep. Stop thinking bad about yourself. You know we're supposed to take those thoughts captive. Stop that. Stop saying, oh, well, yeah, maybe I'm not married, uh, a type of person to get married. Yeah, you're the type of person to get married. You just ask me to wait on God. Wait on the Lord for him. Send somebody to you. They're too busy looking at the calendar and the clock. Jesus. Jesus. Don't you think God wants you to have the best? God wants you to have good of everything. He wants it. The shaking of the foundation is not for God's people. God shook the foundation for the injustice that was being done to his people. And don't, doesn't the enemy think that all of those people, uh, not just across seas, but here and even in, in our own uh, nation, all those people that are getting their heads cut off for, for Christ's sake, and their children are getting raped and maimed and murdered for Christ's sake. They're burning down their homes for Christ's sake. You know, everybody wants to say, well, you know, shut up for Christ's sake. Everybody wants to use it. Do you ever notice they use Jesus negatively and they use for Christ's sake negatively? Those things that you do for Jesus Christ's sake, God will bless. As they say, you can bet the farm on it. Amen. Some of you feel, there's somebody out there right now, you, you might feel like it, nobody sees me. Why does it seem like the only people that do see me are these trolls? Nobody sees anything that I do. No matter what I do that is good, it seems like nobody cares. Guess who does? Guess who does? God sees you, and I'm going to be honest with you. We've got to be careful of that, too, because if we don't stop saying that and acting like that, God will wonder, well, are you doing this for me or are you doing this for you? God sees you. And when you're ready, he'll pull up the curtain. He'll open, he'll, he'll open the curtains and let you walk out on stage. You know, a great teacher, mentor of mine, says when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Okay, and that's been out for years. I don't know who the original 
a person that said that, you know, because we all duplicate one another. But when you are ready, student, the teacher will appear. Are you saved? I hope you're saved. If you want God to take up for you, fight your battles, you want him to forgive you of all the mess that you've done all your life. You know when we get saved, the moment we say it, the moment we ask Jesus to come into our lives, everything that you said before that, Jesus gets rid of it as though it never happened. You might remember it, and your enemies might remember it, and some of your family and friends might remember it. But Jesus said it's done. It's gone. Do you want that to happen to you? Do you want your board to be wiped clean? Let's do this now. Just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for what you did for me. Teach me your ways. Give me your heart. Give me the mind of Christ. Cleanse me, Jesus. I love you. Amen. And guess what? You're done. That's all it is. You are now in the family of God, the family of Christ. Go find a Bible-believing church that teaches the Old and New Testament. Amen. And start learning of his ways and start living holy. That doesn't mean greater than thou. And you don't have to use hither, thither, thus, and thou. Just start living according to the word of God. And start telling people about Jesus. Matthew 28, 18, 20. Start telling people about Jesus. Start telling people about this new thing that you just found. Life. No more darkness, guys. Okay? No more black sheets coming down over your head. No, you don't need all the... I mean, I won't go there. But anyway, yeah. So, you know, just be careful of um, pills that you can take or whatever. You know, some I'm not against, you know, medicine or anything like that, but just be careful. Just be careful. Stay prayed up. Trust in God. He will not desert you. Amen? Amen. And... Just remember, Reverend Nessie, I'm signing off, and just remember, Jesus is always Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you and yours. Amen.